I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. things off. Good morning. Oi, you lucky people. Where's that from? That's spaced. That's oh. tired, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so how about... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm the way to I'm just on that, like, that's spaced. I know that. I've quoted that many a times in clubs. Yeah, I know that line very well. Mm, uh, how about you two? Okay, how about you two friends and in, introduce us then, shall we? Wow! Oh wow! Friends, <laughs> Well, with that note, us two friends will say welcome to, and um, that's why we're messed up. The podcast talking about nerdery, geekery, and all else in between from a South London postcode. Yes, Today's topic, <laughs> as you may have guessed, is the phenom that is. The was the is the, was the series spaced from on Channel Four that was from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and one. But how are we all doing before we get into it? Yeah, uh, not too bad. Alive and well, y'all and everyone else. Also, apparently, Big Man has some fans about his chocolatey voice. I've heard already. <laughs> there's been a bit of a some controversy, and some people are like, uh, "So, uh, does he do voiceover work?" I'm like. Really? Already? Phenomenal charismatic one strikes <laughs> Like I said, and I've said it a thousand times, this is not how I speak, it's just how it comes across. But mm-hmm. for all those, what? Good evening, ladies thank and you for the comments, <laughs> and we aim to please. No, like... you, not we, you. They're not, talking about, they're not talking about me or Chantel, they're talking about you. So don't say we aim to eat these, it's you, all right? Just, this just come like um, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, do the right thing, this is your senior love daddy. <laughs> That's okay. Please contact me at more three seven eight two if you want me to do a voiceover for you. But yeah, oh, yeah. normality is fine. Send or request to sendjutesavengers at gmail.com. Of course. <laughs> oh yes, we're here twenty four seven. What service do you put? You know what? I'm gonna leave this behind because <laughs> that is some low hanging fruit. So I'm just gonna leave that as that is. And oh, my God. Getting... Uh, 
I'm not involved. I'm just, I'm just, here, I'm just here for the for the podcast. Just so okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I thought it'd be wonderful if we delved into uh, the uh, wonderful 14 episodes of Space, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Jessica Stevenson. But she's now called going by Heinz, hmm. and talk about the impact of this amazing show. And I've also uh, had it pointed out that sometimes we reference stuff. And like for homework and things, and I don't put it in the notes. Um, what I will say is going forward, I think I started from last week, is that if I reference anything or, you know, books that you should read or stuff like that, I will make sure they ends up in the show notes when it comes out. So you can always refer to it as long as we can find the stuff. Because sometimes I've got to say, some of the stuff that we have come across is basically 30 years in the making, at least. And it's just come from conversations and meeting people and having the having conversations and finding out bits and bobs and everything. But wherever we can, we will definitely put down what we reference. Uh, just wanted to put that out there for those who have asked. So, Spaced, what's the feels about it, guys? Okay, I don't want to interrupt anyone, so... Um... <laughs> if I'm gonna be, I thought Ben was going to say something, but he didn't, so I'll put it down. Um, but the first, it's, it's funny because I didn't actually watch Space when it was actually on TV. I mm. I watched it after I saw Shaun of the Dead. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Oh, because like, okay. I didn't know, cause I, I didn't really like, from what I saw the trailers, I didn't think it was my cup of tea. But then when I watched um, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, and I was like, oh, so this is a crew that did Space. Okay, maybe I will watch Space. I think after talking to you a lot about it as well, I was kind of kind of got me on board. So I got, I think just as um, Shaun of the Dead came out, they brought out a um, new like a like a new box set for Space with with all with both seasons had that special yeah. like art cover and stuff like that. So I got that, yeah. and I just I binged it in like a couple of days, and I was just like, yeah, okay, this is hilarious. Have I have I not had I not watched this from day one? It was yeah, it just it blew my mind, and it's just like homemade British comedy. You gotta love it, <laughs> big man. Interesting, you should mention that because space for me instantly brings me back to Friday nights on Channel Four, where me and my auntie Simone, who I referenced last time, got into it just by pure accident. I can honestly say. Now, 20 plus years later, it is still phenomenal as it was first time round. <laughs> I can relate to every single character in that program, one way or another. The references are unbelievable. And for someone who doesn't know anything about sci-fi or anything at the time, that would be one of the best programs to start with. Because you can easily pick up any reference onwards. I mean, how many programs you can watch where they make... Evil Dead, Star Wars, Star Trek, WWE references within like the first half of the series alone. And instantly you're thinking, yeah, I know where that comes from. Fantastic program. Still watch it to this day. <laughs> Still watch I think it to this it's day. the first time we kind of see, like, I saw experience that I have reflected really accurately, like mm. ridiculously accurately. Like the whole walk into uh, that you can't walk into certain comic shops and say Babylon Five's a pile of shit without <laughs> like I want to know the owner who like, I, I've never seen an owner of a comic shop that I've known where you say that and they're not like excuse me what do you do you want to start some shit or it's like 
no, I, f- <laughs> I fully do think the Babylon 5 is a pile of shit. And then you just know what's going to happen to you as a result of it. I think I like that. I, I think the thing I love about it is the fact that it's like friends came together and wrote something that was so impactful. Mm. Even as, say, Jessica Stevenson, um, also said Jessica Hines, isn't even saying that she's like, you know, that she is coming from that background but she was quite it's that how it, it easily embraces her and i think of that episode like with like with the the camden episode in um in season two the when they start out, doing man. the night yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> for those who haven't seen it that's one of my absolute favorite ap- episodes because for one it encapsulates like a lot of what happens when you go to when you used to go to camden back in the day and I like, I, like, I like the jump cuts where she's like, oh, I don't really want to go out. And then she's had a little smoke. It's like, it's ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, and just, <laughs> just not stop talking. It's ups and downs, ups and downs, and just, and just what they're going to do for the rest of the night and how they're like, oh, we could do that kind of arty thing or we go here, go there. Or we could just get mashed up on weed and muck around in Camden. And it's like, you know what we're going to do, right? I like the fact that you see that in images and you see it drawn as well. Um, absolutely love that and what they end up doing which I won't say if you haven't seen it and if you haven't seen it what on earth are you doing I would actually recommend not even um, streaming it because as Buff referenced the if you can get your hands on on the, the, the edition that has the homage meter on it that basically breaks down every reference that's in there at the time it's happening and what it references it is brilliant because it is eye opening and that's kind of how we talk as well we do speak in reference. Very yes, true. we do. Very true. Very, very true. And I feel like you know you found your people when you when you can speak in references across different things, not just geeks, but everything. And when you can do that, people are like, yeah, hmm, I get you. Like I, that's what one of my one of my testers is. It's ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. And I do look to see who knows what that reference is from, <laughs> or like. I've got some Jaffa Cakes in my coat pocket. Oh! <laughs> oh, mommy. Oh, daddy. <laughs> I think, I think uh, when it comes to like favorite episodes, I think my favorite episodes, it, or both, or there's two favorite, my favorite episodes. And from my, my intro, you can honestly can guess which episodes they are. Mm-hmm. Any episodes that involve <laughs> tires, that's those are my favorite episodes because it was just, he, he just gave me so much jokes because he was like, a hundred miles per second and he just slows it down instantly like he would just go off on one second he would just go off on a tangent of aggression then calm down oh no problem no problem you owe me 20 quid (laughs) (laughs) it's just because like because like the episode where they went they got all got carbon it was just oh it was my favorite it was so good like when you see like the um when you see mike who's played by nick frost just like he's gradually changing getting clothes from different people randomly and he's just like gradually just getting more of a coming like more of a clubber it's just it's it's just it was just oh it blew my mind i just love it so much i could i could watch that anytime without without interruption for those of you who don't know because that that might happen some people are like what are you talking about right it's based 14 episodes like i said if you can get hold of the special edition but if you can't and money be tight it's available i believe almost everywhere you can stream like uh amazon bbc um awful it's all um, amazon even i think are doing it at one point um so you can get it. so basically the premise is that simon Pegg and jessica hines uh they meet randomly in a cafe 
and they're looking for uh, Simon Pegg has just uh, broke up with his girlfriend. Uh, Daisy, who is the character that Jessica Hines plays, she has just well, she moved out of a squat and she broke up with her boyfriend and they're looking for a place to live. And they find a place in London on Meteor Street. And apparently it says on there that it's only they want a professional couple. So they pretend to be a professional couple to move into this house share, I guess you could say. Well, it's kind of like a renovated house that has different flats in it. And it's the hilarity that ensues. And I've got to say, I think sometimes where the, the thing of it is, I like that it's 14 episodes. It's tempting to want it to last longer and wish that it had gone on for more. But I feel like it was just perfect in the amount of time that it lasted. I still think they should have had a free... A free it should have been three seasons, personally. I, I could have done, done with a third season, personally. In uh, retrospect, you know, I think a two-season thing actually works well. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I say I want another season, and I'm entitled to my opinion. And ask for your opinion. I'm sorry, I'm very aggressive. I apologise. Yeah, really? And the talent, the talent that is in there, is in space, is amazing. You know, it is the fact of, um, you know, the actress who plays Marsha, Nick Frost, Jessica Hines, Simon Peck, um, and, or, you know, um, Michael Smiley plays Tyres. And what they've gone on to do is amazingly interesting because who, who knew that Peggy would end up in Star Trek? Actually, right of Star Trek as well. I'm right of Star Trek, for one. <laughs> it's the fact that who knew Jessica Hines would end up in Doctor Who? Um Michael Smiley has done so much, I can't even. I would I'm, have to IMDb and go through his stuff. I'm pretty sure the last thing I saw him in, he was um, tormenting Elijah Wood. Come to Daddy. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> yep. M- mental. Absolutely, yeah. And that Edgar was Wright. He went on. He, and he Edgar Wright. <laughs> he's had, a, he's had an interesting career. Yeah, Edgar slacks. Wright. He has come from, so we've gone from Space to Shaun the Dead to Hot Fuzz to Scott Pilgrim to, Scott Pilgrim, to World's, World's End, 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 Baby Driver, to at one point Ant Man. Half, half of Ant Man, I would say. Half of Ant Man, then to Baby Driver. Well, well done. I mean, what, what, what can we say to that? I've got to say, I think, I think um, Scott Pilgrim is probably still one of my favourite films he's done because that, like, he captured the obviously, obviously being a big gamer and a big comic book fan, mm. he captured just how it looked in comic book form. Like people, people, yeah, people quick go question of um, choosing um, um, Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. I thought it was still a good choice because he had that awkward awkwardness down down peg. And it's just, just, just the vibrant colors, the choreography from Brad and his crew. It was just, it was just, it was, it was spot on. It was just so. Red makes you fat. <laughs> he punched I... the hot. She he punched <laughs> the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair. Yeah, I had a girl. I actually, that's one of my favorite movies is Scott Poo. I was actually worried, and I'll fully say that I was initially worried when. Um, Edgar Wright was linked to Scott Pilgrim and here is why Um, I do like Edgar Wright's work I really do however just because I like you doesn't mean I can't acknowledge that there are some uh, areas that you probably could um, do better in and um, in Hot Fuzz for example much as I love it 
uh, one of the problems I have with it is some of the fight scenes, uh, especially in the uh, in the supermarket, because you can see all the points that they're supposed to hit, and I feel like there should be some kind of fluidity with um, like stunt choreography and what have you. And so that was my issue. I was like, oh, I don't know how he's going to do it. And then when I heard the words. Jackie Chan stunt team. I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely gonna be fine. And I love the I I it's one of my favorite films. I love the intro to it. I feel like it just takes you on a journey. It's got the feel of it. It feels like you're reading that comic in in particular. Because I feel like sometimes people get a bit like, oh, it's a comic movie. They're all it's like, no, they they don't they don't all feel the same. Sin City doesn't feel like Hush, which does not feel like Strangers in Paradise, which doesn't feel like Diary of a Teenage Girl. They all have a different feel. And Scott Pilgrim, you know, under the excellent Brian O'Malley, has a feel all of its own. And I was really hopeful. And I'm, I was not disappointed. It was absolutely wonderful. And everyone in it is brilliant. Mm. Everyone in it is absolutely brilliant you know from Brie Larson to Mary Elizabeth Winstead Chris Evans oh my god absolutely brilliant so yeah I was initially worried but then after I was like oh actually no I'm, I'm I'm confident again you know getting the jacket getting the stunt team in was brilliant and the fight scenes as a result were really well done they they flowed they were beautiful um and they were in keeping with it so yeah one of my favorites even though I do have uh, one of the most horrifying uh, sentences linked to space that I've ever heard in my life. Uh-oh. Do you want to hear what it is? Okay. Do we? The classic TV series, series Space is going to be remade by Fox with McGee as one of the producers. Oh, hell no to the no. Right, look, let me stop you right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Are you serious? Wait. Are you serious? Okay, wait, serious. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Ease. Okay. That actually is a thing. That was from 2008. Um... <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm probably one of the only people in, in this room that actually is okay with Mick G because at the end of the day, I love the, the first Charlie's Angels film. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I did. I loved. Um, actually, and so did you. Um, oh, I forgot the name of the film that I introduced you to. Oh, with that little boy. And um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. god what's it called? I can't remember the film name of the film, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Film. And um, yeah. And he's a producer of the um, of the Supernatural series. So um, yeah. And that's been ups and downs, but then what series doesn't? Um, mm-hmm. But do I want to see him touch space? Wait, 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 bruv, you, you, you just committed a sin there. That's you a spaced. No, wait, what? you said stops and downs, and I didn't get to say stops and downs, stops and downs, stops and downs. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, could not let that go, sorry. Well, that's on you there, you messed up there. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, you were saying, sorry. But yeah, do I want to see him touch that, touch, touch, spaced? Um, no, no, I don't actually, I don't want to see anyone touch it. Unless, unless, you're, unless you're bringing back the original crew for a reunion, cool, do that, but I don't, I don't I, no. There. Can you hear some other news? Oh no. Oh, Rim of the I world. Actually, that's it, Rim of the World. That's okay. it. Um I've actually seen uh ten minutes of the US spaced pilot. I've got this one. 
I'm glad you've seen it because I never want to see it. <laughs> just... um, here is a quote, right? I'm going to have to read it uh, from Simon Peck himself. My main problem with the notion of a space remake is the sheer lack of respect that Granada, Wonderland, Wonder Brothers have re- displayed in respectively selling out and appropriating our ideas without even letting us know. Um, it goes on for quite a while, but one thing I want to highlight is this, where it says, a device that's, um, oh, sorry, a petition I can only see was made as a way of avoiding having to give us any money, whilst at the same time using mine and Edgar's name in their press release in order to trade on the success of Shaun the Dead and Hot Fuzz, in professing, as Peter Johnson did, to being a big fan of the show and its creators. A device made all the more highness by the fact that the press release neglected to mention the show's co-creator and female voice, Jessica Hines, Lee Stevenson. That is that we've signed our contracts 10 years ago. We neither had the experience or the kudos to demand any clauses securing any control of a future reversioning. And it does go on for a bit, but basically what he's saying is that um, he's not against remakes on principle, but this is handled really badly. But I will read the end where he says... If they don't care about the integrity of the original, why call it spaced? Why attempt to find some validation in, by including mine and Edgar's names in the press release as if we were involved? Why not just lift the premise? Two strangers pretend to be a couple in order to secure a residence in a flat of apartment. It's hardly Ibsen. Jess and I specifically jumped off a, from a very mainstream sitcom premise in order to unravel it so completely. Take it. Have it. Call it Perfect Strangers and hope Balky doesn't sue. Just don't call it space. Um. And... What he also says is that, like, read, like, doing a US version of a UK show can work. And he says, see The Office for details because mm. The Office, read, you know, the US version of The Office does work. But the, tr- the difference is, is that the creators of The Office were involved in the process from the UK office to the US office. Stephen Martian and Ricky Gervais were involved in the process and they like what they saw and they liked who was who was hired for it i've watched the first um i've watched the first well i've watched a 10 minute piece i can't even say it's the first and what they basically are redoing is when um when tim who's Sam pet character and daisy um first move in and they meet brian it is awful it's awful because it looks like and i'll share it with you guys i might even post a link if i can find it um it's awful because they don't seem to understand the subtleties and the brilliance of the show, which the US office does understand. No, you can't understand Slough from a US perspective, but Scranton does translate. There are things that are translatable to a US audience. Um, what they've done is they've basically made Brian Asian. Yeah, I saw, I saw So what has be, what happens is that what becomes the butt of the jokes is not that Brian is an artist with his head up his ass, it's that isn't it funny to laugh at his culture and that all the weird things he's doing is because of, and when they do that the whole one of the skit because the one of the pieces I love is, is, is anything to do with Brian. I want to do the thing about what you paint, Brian, is like anger and I could have the whole bit. Rage. You know what? I'll put it on the Instagram for those who are not familiar. Um yeah, watercolors. It's uh, not quite the same. Um, they do this. They do it again, and they do it, and it's very much a piss take of the fact that the guy's Asian. And I'm know, like, didn't need to. You didn't need to do that. Do you know what I'm looking? I'm, I'm looking up uh, um, this um, this um, this 
thing. It's, it's, mm. it's quite funny because I actually quite like Saru. She's actually quite funny. Mm. Um, yeah. And um, do you know what the worst thing about it? Cut for Ali. It's got a better rating than than, than this. Bro, than this. Bro, that's, no oh my way. gosh. Bro, it got one... three work. That's my next point, bro. I'm not even joking. Yeah. It's in my note that Cutthroat <laughs> Ali has, and you don't know everyone on this, how I feel about Cutthroat <laughs> Ali. My review still stands on IMDb about Cutthroat Ali, right? It has a higher rating. I think, what's what's the space we made? Got 1.4, I think, on, on IMDb or something? Or 1.8? It's one, something 1. bad. 1.4 as well. 1.4. The cutthroat has got two points on. 2.5? Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, America. It worked for The Office, but seriously, stop remaking our shows. <laughs> they, are, they are great on their own, and they don't need your rubbish to take them to take on them. <laughs> um, it's because they don't get it. Like, the Marsha character, oh, my God. It's awful. It's 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 just not done very well, and all the characters in it are just not done well, because the like, do you remember the um, I think it's the uh, first episode of season two, where um, Simon, where Tim shouts at the kid for Phantom for asking for a Jar Jar doll. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and then he has to and he has to leave. He has to, he has to, he gets fired. And I love when he comes home because he just comes home with that look on his face like, I've done something wrong. And then he just goes, <laughs> yeah. and then just like shouts, but doesn't, it's all done really well. This beautiful scene of him just like, you see his back, he's shouting, he's screaming, he's having a drink. And then Daisy just goes, did you have a bad day? Like that. But, so that's just a beautifully, it's in a way it's a loud one, but it's quite subtle. Do you get what I mean? In the execution of it. Mm. But even when I've seen the bits of that pilot with the Summon Peg character, which is Tim, it's it's really hammed up. It's so hammed up, and it's like that's not that's not how it it should be. Like that's just not how it is at all. It's like if they done it's like if they done the Office, but everybody was like was at a hundred, and even in the US Office, everyone's not a hundred, not no. not at all, not at all. Stanley will have a day when he's like, did I stutter? You know, and have his moments where he's at you. But he's not 100 all the time. Neither's Gabe or all. They just have their moments where they come in and come out. Everyone in that pilot's at 100 all the time. Marsh is like some kind of caricatured, I don't even like some dame from like Pan-O and you just want to go, it's behind you because it's just so hammed up. And it's like, you don't get what you're doing. And I think if you're going to transfer something from a a US to a UK audience, you've got to flip and understand the parts that work and the parts that you transfer, the parts that you've been. Mm. And that's what I didn't like about because I thought, I, I, before she said, how bad can it be? And I was oh. like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> never never say those words. Never say yeah. those words because you know it's going to be a, a shit show. It, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that said a lot. But now, that she speaks at levels because I didn't know this even existed. Mm-mm. Um, the only what it sounds like, I think that has a worse score than the Peep Show remake. But that will go into. There was a Peep Show Wait, remake. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Well, clearly not. What? <laughs> there was a Peep Show remake. I think he got canned after the second episode. It starred what's his name, Leonard from Big Bang. Oh shit! Um, I'm sorry, um, for his name, Galaki. Galaki, yeah, Galaki, yeah. yeah. 
if you have five minutes of your time, please mm. look it up. No, no. If you want to be wound up, no. My heartbeat. I adore that program. And when I heard about this, I thought I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. But curiosity got a bit of me, and I decided to check it. And oh my good God, it was pain. It's like when you're back at school and the teacher has the white chalk on the board and it goes down. It eats at your soul. Avoid this. It is cheap shit TV. And no wonder it got slated. She did. Any of you? Did you? Any of you see the Men Behaving Badly uh, American version? I did. It was the I I, I saw it once. Wish I'd never seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it lost a lot. Actually, lost like a one season. I think it is. But like, <laughs> I remember watching. Um, oh, where was it? I think I can't remember where I was. I think I was. I was. I was like, we were probably in Saint Kitts at the time. I, I remember watching it on the. American, <laughs> I remember mentioning it, watching it on the, on American television. So it must have been either Saint Kitts or somewhere somewhere in America. Mm. But and I remember they were doing the um, episode where. Um, I think it was one of my favorite episodes of Birmingham Badly because it was one where um, I forget her name had her tonsils taken out. Oh, Dorothy. Yeah, she got her tonsils taken <laughs> out. It was that. It was that episode. Yeah. And they, they, it was just. It was just. I just. I just. Like I didn't. I thought I was quite a young age. I didn't understand my feelings at the time, but I know. I understand them now. I understand them now. It was anger, rage. Like, I felt like I had been insulted. And it was just like, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? How how dare they? It was like Donald Trump meeting the Queen for the first time. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. And that's how I'm going to get political, but I apologise, people. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. See, as, that's the thing. I think like, the office clearly shows that you can do it right. And there are other examples of like premises that you can, because essentially... Desmond's, as I said before, is Cheers. Mm. Yeah. It's essentially is, it's Cheers, but it's been taken to like a call. We're going to keep this South London. So, okay. We're, you know, we're not going to have, we're not going to have a bar. We're going to have a barber shop. So, you know, we haven't got Sam. We've got Desmond. And in this one, Desmond's married. And, you know, because you're going to have the sassy female, which is, you know, in this case, it's Shirley. In thing it's, it's, you know, it's um, Carla, and and the focus isn't obviously on the on the romance. It's on the day to day runnings of the barber shop. You know, there's um, Stanford and Son is essentially Steptoe and Son, which is over here, and did you know absolutely well? I'm not sure which one came first. Um, I, but step, I think, think Steptoe and Son came, came first, first, and then became Stanford and Son, mm. and that translates very well. Do you know what I mean? So there are instances where the translation can work, especially if you take certain things that go, okay, certain things aren't going to translate here. We're going to replace them with more US aesthetic or a more UK aesthetic. Uh, but some things are just so entrenched that I do not think they can be translated over to or remade in the US. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't like, I don't like Vic and Bob, right? Uh, shooting stars. I don't think that's translatable at all to the US. Oh hell no, hell that's just no. Not, it's not translatable. It doesn't does not work. I because it's just so bizarre, and there's certain amount of surrealism that does not translate. And you know, like I'm surprised that Americans kind of like um, Monty Python because it's so surreal, mm. and some of it is very very British. Um, I get it, but some of them still struggle with with even Monty. I'm like, if you're struggling with Monty Python, there's a lot of stuff over here you're just not 
gonna get at all or you're gonna have to ham it up or you're gonna have to change the way it is but some things aren't ready i think there's an arrogance people just presume oh, i can just take that and make it for the u.s audience and they'll get it and it's like mm, nah i mean i know the closest the closest one people will say is oh big bang and it's like yeah but no a big man is not spaced no, uh-huh. completely not. Oh, completely no, no, no. Different. Oh, oh okay. Completely. What, what, what do you I thought you were talking about making the big man, making a British version of Big Bang Theory, and I was like, wait. No, space to space forever. Oh, no, 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 with more focus Probably. on the comic shop. Yeah. Mm. And then some of it just wouldn't tr- translate. And a... I, I think the shadow of, of space looms so large in geek culture over here that anything that we're kind of like, oh no, it's like Big Bang. It's like, but we had space though. And space was ahead of its time. Mm. But we had space though. So mm. it's almost like, what what is it you're going to, what is it you're, you're going to say? What is it, the weird situation that the more living, t- well, we, we, we had Tim and Daisy, tires drops in, Mike with the guns, like, and, <laughs> oh, that's even funnier thing, right? Do you also know, you probably don't, that they had to, they were like, their biggest problem in the US episode was going to be Mike. Why? And you're like, what? Because of the guns, which is weird, because you're like, what? But apparently they were like, yeah, Mike was going to be a problem, especially like the scene, you know, the scene where he... Uh, he basically uh, takes apart the gun and he puts it back together and like blindfolded mm-hmm. and the way he is with the army. I'm mm-hmm. like, if anything can transfer out of that, Mike is the easiest in my opinion. But that's what the producers were saying, that they were going to find the Mike, epi- the Mike character the most difficult. Which makes me go, I don't think you, I, what were you watching? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure out what no that's probably e- that's literally the easiest character so it's okay to be racial ra- racial racially insensitive towards mm. one character but yeah no nah, no nah. oh we're probably gonna piss off some what we're gonna piss off for the american army or something like what what yeah no oh get, get over yourself mate Come yeah on which which, um, which was which is nuts mm. and maybe it's because the whole thing you know the, the whole sub story of mike is that he tried to take over this tried to take over disneyland paris uh on <laughs> On territorial army manoeuvres. <laughs> Actually, but, speaking yeah. speaking speaking of failed pilots, can you guys think of a pilot mm. that you wanted to succeed? Oh god, but I wanted to succeed. Yeah, like you saw it. Like, oh my god, I know the pilot I wanted to succeed. Global frequency. I knew you. Yes, you, you're in my head. That's why I love you. <laughs> Global frequency was the pilot that I wanted to succeed. Yeah, um, I brought over yeah. to you. Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so. Yeah, it was global frequency. Global frequency is the pilot that I wanted to succeed. Once again, guys, it's homework time. If you do not know about uh, the series of graphic novels uh, by Warren Ellis called Global Frequency. I'll be referencing that. You need to pick it up. Mm. Um, frequency the, was, was was an amazing. That was such an amazing, amazing concept. So I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to say. Cause I feel like. I, oh, I feel like I'll spoil it. Do you get what mm. I mean? I feel like I, I want people to just go in fresh and be like, just pick it up. If you like, 
surreal, weird, interesting, intellectual, funny pick up global frequency. It was very good. I remember both of you guys telling me about it when I had to check it out. And yeah, very good. Shame it wasn't the screening at my house in Streatham. Yes, I remember literally <laughs> like bruv boy over and we like loads of us were just there and str- just sat down and watched it and we're like and then we started it again we had to rewatch it like twice mm. everyone lost their goddamn minds it was, it was so good it was just so good and it's just like i think one of the reasons why it didn't didn't succeed is because they put it on before the watershed in america and because you had like you had the depiction of an innocent man being killed killed yeah that was the problem and i was like You've shown you've shown worse passage watch. I'm sorry, and and like when you when you have like as much as I loved the CSI shows at the time, you had like what three CSI shows? You had oh, you had two, you had like five billion Law and Order shows. It's like come oh, on God. now, you could you, 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 you can fit in one geek, one show for the geeks, man. Come on now, come on now. It's it's amazing to think that in the last what four or five years, I've seen stuff on TV I thought I'd never see. That we used to sit in comic shops and go, guys, imagine, <laughs> yeah, imagine like mm-hmm. pre preacher, <laughs> pre- exactly, preacher, watchman, the, watchman, the boys, boys, <laughs> watchman, yeah. you know, that good omens. Mm. And you ma- like, could you imagine the Punisher TV series? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Luke Cage, brother's never gonna have him put it down. You know it, yeah, Luke Cage. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I remember at one point saying, bruv, how on earth are we going to hear Sweet Christmas and Taylor seriously? Put it down. We, still, we hear well, it still. We still, we, still don't take, we still don't take it seriously, but we still love no, it. No, and that's even <laughs> better. Oh, my gosh. I always, always, always remember back in the day, I was hoping, hoping that, that um, Wesley Snipes would get Black Panther. Because <laughs> he was like, cause there, was, there, was, there, there was a period that he was like, after Blade, he was going to do Black Panther. We were hoping, we were praying for it. <sighs> oh, thank God it didn't happen. <laughs> Okay, guys, want to hear a weird thing? We have uh, a listener in Bozeman in the US. I took it as a nice sign. Aww. Oh, shout out to Chadwick. Every rest, time. In, rest in peace. Rest in peace, rest in Chadwick. Peace. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, indeed. I, I find that that's a wonderful thing about being... It's almost seeing the stuff that you're, that you're into that's weird and doing things like speaking in, in reference, going, come and get me, come and get me, <laughs> and things like that. One, I like it when um, when it happens when people you meet face to face, or even online. Because I remember um, there's a guy, and I think you guys all follow him. Um, this guy called Keith uh, from Glasgow. Shout out because he's always listened to us. And I connected with him because I loved his like images that he put up. He like promote a lot of people, a lot of geek stuff. And we just started started talking. And then I remember one day he put out, goes, "I oh, just for guys, people in the UK, space is on." And I was like, "Dude." And we just started talking and like just, just literally we're back and forth just talking about different things and show experiences. And I was I said to him, I do judge people harshly if they don't watch space. He was like, same, same. And I love that kind of camaraderie that, you know, we are he's in, you know, he's up in Scotland, I'm down in I'm down in London, and we've got this connection where it's like we talk about hip hop, we talk about, you know, music, we talk about geek stuff but i love that we could talk like we could talk about jaffa cakes in the, in the coat pocket and that's exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> you know we could talk about um about francis got toupee francis got toupee all that and daisy and just have little references that you just get like you are speaking basically we are speaking our own language mm. and it's a nice thing when someone across the way looks at you 
and we'll just be like, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just for the record, I just want to say this. Cause I don't think this film got enough love because it was um, it was Simon it was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost um, in a film about an alien called Paul. Paul. I love that film. Oh. I, I didn't get. I don't think it got enough love. People really like. Were, no. Were, uh, people like people criticize it for obviously making way, uh, like way too many references and just. I just like. References, man, come on! It was a good film. It was a fun film. Show I don't know about love. you guys, mm-hmm. but whenever I see Peggy and Frost together, my heart just feels so warm. It's great. It's always great. I just feel <laughs> so like, oh, you guys. That's the thing with space. It's one of those programs. No matter what mood you're in, you put it on. You can't watch one. You're just doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you do the whole thing and you can relate to it. It's like you know them personally. And that's the thing, a sign of a great show. Because everything in that, it, it just connects with you on so many levels. As you said, the night in Camden, the paintball episode, the clubbing episode. There is so <laughs> It's not a bungalow, it's a flat. <laughs> and I think... Ah, Aviola Tormentes. <laughs> what did you just say? He, means, he says there's a storm coming. I'm like, yes! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I mean, there's space is one of those programs where, as I've said many things, it quickly becomes a quote along. But that program, it is the ultimate quote along. I think we've done it multiple times, and we've actually we kind of doing it now. And it's still, like it's right still now, close. you said that you've said yeah. about the quote. Yeah, I'm basically like thinking of quotes from that episode because that's one of my favourites as well, as I keep mm. saying. But I just like the bit where she goes, to, where she's like, "Going paperweight, Mike." Yeah. How's the accountant feel about it? And it just cuts to this accountant in a in a rubber room, <laughs> like sounds of war, crying in black and white. I'm like, he's like, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. He's fine. But um, I, oh, I love it. I'm not a monster, Tim. Hey, Tom. <laughs> it's one me, of Dwayne Benzie. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Benzie. Benzie. <laughs> and one also, I love I love the fact that you can link. You know, the geek in us loves the links. So the fact that Peter Serafinowitz, who played who played Dwayne Benzie, is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Does um, the as well. Does Wistar Play Hall the tick. Well. Play the tick. Play the tick. Uh, is the fact that then you get the links to the fact that the League of Gentlemen, um, the guys of the League of Gentlemen, are in the Robot Wars episodes. Uh, and that's the thing that's why on a level like people know about Robot Wars, I'm like, yeah, but the UK one's better, man, because it's just so kill a lot, kill yeah, a lot. <laughs> it's that little thing, and the fact that still translates even to their like their first film, Shaun of the Dead, where one of my favourite scenes in Shaun of the Dead is where um is where Jessica Hines and Simon Pegg see each other again, and they're like, "Oh, you're right," and they basically have the exact same equivalent characters crossing, going, "You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right," mm. with their equivalents, <laughs> and it's basically like it's uh you know it's. League Gentlemen again, it's David Williams, it's all like the guys that we know from the comedies that we like that have intercut again and again. And like um oh Dylan Moran from Black Books, who I find hilarious. So I just I love that. I did absolutely I, Did I ever tell you the, the, the on on the day I met him? No. <laughs> no, he did yeah, not. Yeah, because um he was doing a sh- um at the time I was still working at Forbidden Planet, he was um mm. doing a show down the road. And he came and bought some stuff. And what you see, okay, if you've seen Black Books, if you've seen any of his stand-ups. I have. He is legitly like that in real life. 
Like I I got the impression from the stand up that I yeah. went to with him that he's really like that. Yeah, because I remember like he um he uh, bought some he bought some graphic novels. He put his card in the machine and he did that thing. We just put, put his hands through his hair and he goes, "It's not doing anything." And I was like, "Typing your number." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And he walks off, and I was like. Wow, <laughs> he is legitly always like that. Okay, cool. All right, I gotcha. I gotcha. Scared the crap out of me. I'm not even gonna lie. See, that can't be you. That can't go to US. Black books <laughs> no, is no, not no. transferable. No, definitely not to the US. It is very UK in its aesthetic did and the any, humor and the way it is. Did anyone see the pilot for um, the IT, the American IT crowd? I, I heard really it was you were gonna say that. i knew there were rumors that there was one but thank goodness i avoided that yeah because obviously it still it still had um um i forget his bloody name uh richard Dave, iowady or yeah richard, or... Yeah, richard. So, yeah so i had him in it and it was replaced by the guy who was in the white guy from um i said the white guy <laughs> um the guy from um is it always sunny oh which was it, which was it community one? i can't remember I get those two shows mixed up. I think it's Community. Community, no, yeah. No, I think it's the, guy from Co- the main guy from Community. Yeah, yeah, I always get those two, those two shows mixed up for mm. some reason. But um, I, I saw a clip of it and I was like, no. 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 <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is not a show. I'm glad. I'll sit to the British one, please. Thank you. Once again, I think once you added the element of the surreal to anything, it's really hard to translate to another word i do i you know like i said if you can give me an example of where i'm wrong i'll be happy to be wrong but once you add because it has an element of it being very very weird in the it crowd especially with um oh my god father when he comes with, with um, where is your god where is your god here lies a great man oh matt berry you beautiful human being matt berry is a g every goddamn time and even what's his name oh my god um the guy chris what's his chris name chris o'dowd no not chris o'dowd the guy who played the head of the company who killed himself oh um oh, oh forgot his name I know he's, um, from brass i forget his bloody name yeah i know he's talking about the bit i love is where it's like the police are here Thank you very much. And he just basically gets up and literally what just walks really? out of the window with not a thought. And everyone's just like, wait, what? Like Matt Berry's introduction into IT crowd at the funeral. I promise you, oh I'm going God. to do that one day. Yeah, I don't know how, but I need to get that out of my system because I want to do, oh, do that. Oh, okay, time out. Time out, time out. Bruv, if he does that at my funeral, take him down, yeah? Sweep his leg. Because I'm you know I'm turning up in the white. That's my yeah, funeral. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, don't worry. I'll give him a Roman Reigns spear. That's fine. <laughs> take take him down. I'll give I'll give him the trouble chief te- trouble chief classic. All right. Don't <sighs> let him do that in the white suit. Take the, him down. The white suit. Just just know it's going to be televised here because this is ten years in the making, and I want to own this moment. So please just give. Oh, it yeah, bro, you got me. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Of course. You can, you can do it at my funeral, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, if you shout father, we're going to have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> Where is your God? Okay, but okay. <laughs> Where is your God? Here lies a great man. Oh, so he's just, oh. Wait, you know what? I don't promise that you and I won't do that at his funeral. Yeah, I'm going to do Here lies a great man. Here is your but, God. Big man! Big man. <laughs> Where is your God? Here lies a man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so cold. I'm suddenly so cold. No. Oh, <laughs> so affectionate. Oh, oh Matt no, Berry. Matt Berry is a legend. We salute Matt you, Berry. sir. And once again, that links, links back to, dark, to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, Garth Marenghi. <laughs> Love that show. Did I, t- did I tell you, Garth Marenghi, um, the guy who actually played Garth Marenghi, would always be in the shop just doing shopping. He was so lovely. He's always, he kept himself to himself. He was just literally just... Really? Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was really... Like, like, like if you... If you weren't paying attention, you would miss him because he was just, you just kept himself to himself. He was always polite, always nice. And just, but yeah, he was just a lovely guy. One of the regulars. Oh, I, I, once again, homework, homework alert. Garth Marenghi's dark place. It is so British, it hurts. <laughs> it is so British, it unbelievably hurts. Down to how it was shot, the things they said. It, it's just, just do it, do it, find it. I always remember, because again, it's one of those shows I'd never watched, I just thought it looked weird. And I remember I got like, I had this, um, I had this weird internet box called, um, oh, what was it called? Home Choice, I think it was called. It was oh, like God, this, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like, it's, it was basically like this, um, this um, video on demand service with um, internet. And mm. um, Garth Marini's Dark Places was, was on there. And I thought, Do you know what? Why the hell not? I, I was so happy. It's a it, ride, right? It is. It, it, it was so mad. It made no sense, and that's why I loved it. It was just a homage to those really crappy Z movies. I'm not even calling them B movies. I'm calling them Z movies. <laughs> just, that's how bad they are. It was just like it was. But they did it. They catch it so perfectly, and the cast were great. Um, Richard, Matt Berry. It was just they were just they were all just on point. They were just oh, it was so funny. Absolutely, it's like you know. I just thought another show that is not transferable to a to uh, a US audience. Phone shop. <laughs> well, that would not work. That would definitely phone not work. Shop would not work. Once again, guys, if you find it, listen. To it. The fact that a lot of that, a lot of it was improvised by the cast is amazing. Uh, please watch if, if watch phone shop about a phone shop on Sutton High Street because. Uh, French Kaneki Becky and there's once again it's a quote along. Once again, you know who has watched Phone Shop by saying yeah. like and, and just and, 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 and just and just and just for the record, <laughs> if you don't know the quotes, you'll be chastised because I didn't know the quotes because the only time I, the only time I watched Phone Shop was with Chantel and they cussed me out for it. I was like, wait, what? I didn't watch it with you. I didn't have four D on demand at the time, and they were cussing me out and everything. It hurt your feeling. It hurt my feelings. Right. Also, my daughter led the charge on that. I know my daughter was. Yeah, but you joined in. You joined in. I saw you straight. You were shaking me dirty looks and everything. It hurt. I did. Merry Christmas. That's what I'm saying. That was, it was Christmas as well. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> I think quite. I think quite. I remember. It's tickling me. It's tickling me too much. Oh gosh. On that note. <laughs> this is going to send into quotes from phone shop space the works of Matt Berry from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place to a Feast of London to IT crowd so maybe this is time for us to call it quits Definitely. sounds like a plan and um, I can hear a dog walking in the background big man is that is that Terra? <laughs> this cameo appearance the lovely Matt known as Terra decided to pop in and watching us for some reason he looks <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's Terra saying I gave you time. Yeah, <laughs> and this. <laughs> On that note, since Terra is hurrying us up, 
I'm going to say, once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe, and do all that wonderful stuff, please. If you want to email us directly, uh, you can get through to us at stjudesavengers at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at messeduppod. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter at andmessed. Uh, Brav, what's your socials? You can find me on YouTube posting weekly videos, Instant Classic Gaming. You can find me on Instagram and Twitch under instant classic underscore gaming big man what's the socials uh my socials very simple for twitter i'm known as war 3782 and on instagram i'm known as mr underscore roberts underscore v1 and obviously for voiceover work please contact send you <laughs> yes please uh, taking my 10 percent finders fee 10 percent. On... i thought we'd be a little bit higher than that oh sorry yeah 15 15 <laughs> shame going, you know? oh, once wow. again yeah, thank you for 20 percent uh thanks again for listening and uh yeah come and get me <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot guys stay have safe a good week. See you have soon. a banana later <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.